0: Hello, this is Collective Noun Radio. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun on Hit 105. Tonight
1: on the show, Zach, uh, I think it's fair to say nuggets is the theme. Dom, you made the outrageous
2: claim that you could pick which chicken nugget is Mm. which if you're blindfolded. And it was just a blind taste test. You'd know, yeah, what the chicken nugget was you were eating from what fast food restaurant.
1: I have had so many chicken nuggets in my life that if I can't get this right, Zach, my whole life to date <laughs> has been a waste. I- I'm prepared to say that. You
2: know, this has given me an idea. Actually, yeah, you know how they do wine tasting tours. <laughs> Do you reckon
1: we should start a um, oh. chicken
2: nugget tasting tour?
1: Yes, that's Where not bad. Where you go bad. to each
2: fast food restaurant and you taste all the chicken nuggets. There is a bit of an issue with it. And What's this that? is
1: the issue. Normally the wine tasting tours are in the beautiful picturesque countryside. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with the KFC drive <laughs> And I will not
2: have you speak ill of them.
0: This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105. I
2: think you can learn a lot about someone from their internet search history. And that's why we started this experiment.
0: Dom's Google History. Whoa, okay. I <laughs> can only imagine.
2: I've been through your Google history, Dom, as a science experiment. And I'm going to ask you to explain some of your more bizarre searches from the last week.
1: I think I need to get professional help because I never remember any of these Google searches. But uh, look, I'll try to explain them when you say them.
2: It's a challenge for me, Dom, because I have to narrow this down to three <laughs> of my favourite searches.
1: <laughs> and it's not only it's
2: the questions you
1: ask, right. it's
2: also the way you ask them. Okay. Which I find so enjoyable. Okay. Our first search was at Sunday at ten forty-seven a.m. Bats in the daytime? <laughs> Three question marks?
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. I was out for lunch on uh, Sunday morning, uh, early Sunday morning, and um. I saw what looked to be a bat on the tree. And so I was, like, really worried because I-, I remember hearing something years ago that if you see a bat in the daytime, it means that bat is lost and probably has a disease that's contagious.
2: So what you went to after that was a fact page that said 12 things you need to know about <laughs> seeing a bat in the daytime. <laughs> Do you remember any of those 12 things?
1: Oh, uh, The first one was don't worry. Um, you know, that they're not necessarily dangerous. Sometimes did you, they
2: just get lost. Did you think it was, like, a sign of the apocalypse or something like that? <laughs>
1: Have you not read that chapter of Revelations? <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it says. The the three four horsemen, the bats.
2: Okay. Uh, the second thing you googled, Thursday, 3:30 p.m. Things to do in a traffic jam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I need to be clear here. I wasn't Googling that well in a car, in a traffic jam. I was in the car, heading somewhere, and I knew there was likely to be a traffic jam, and I wanted to know things to do if I got stuck in one. But what possibly could Google come back with? <laughs> I've was just I, I've just been stuck in a lot of traffic jams the past few weeks. And what, you're looking for ideas? I just, you know, maybe some fun activities, things you can do in it to make a traffic jam more pass quicker. Okay,
2: what did you find?
1: Oh, one fun one, and I have done this one a few times now, is just start looking up through your windscreen up at the sky, like something's up in the sky. And then look around and everyone else in the surrounding car starts looking up at the sky as well. It's great fun. The hours just fly by
2: feel like we need to leave a bit of a silence. <laughs> Just so that really sets in.
1: It's good fun. I stand by that one.
2: All right. Um, my favourite thing you've Googled this week, Dom. Yeah. Uh, it was Sunday morning at 3.16am.
1: Oh, early. Can
2: you wear a robe in public? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping this was for yourself. Please tell me this was for yourself.
1: Eh... <laughs> uh... It was a cold night, Saturday night. I don't know if you know that. And I was going to get petrol early in the morning on Sunday morning at like 3am. Yeah. And I had already put my pyjamas on. I already had my robe on. And I just wondered if it was okay for me to go to get petrol in my robe.
2: Please tell me you did. <laughs> did you? I did.
1: Yes! <laughs> Despite all the internet's advice saying not to, I did.
2: So out there at a BP somewhere, there's security footage of you <laughs> wearing your... what? How would you describe your robe? <laughs>
1: Fluffy to begin with. (laughs) My fluffy brown robe and my uh, Ugg boots as well. Yeah, were they themed? Uh, (laughs) Is a matching there? No, no, no. They were separate Ugg boots. Um, Never buy them at the same place. That's my advice. And uh, I did go in, and the guy behind the counter said, Clearly, you've had a big night. (laughs) I was like, You don't know the half of it.
2: You should have seen what I was doing in a traffic jam earlier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Collective Noun on Brisbane's Hit 105.
2: Dom, I've just wrapped up a weekend of camping. Mm. Um, I I, I enjoyed it, I guess. You'd say I survived. (laughs) Right, okay. Which is, I think, you say at the end of camping.
1: I think that's what they have on the TripAdvisor for just camping in general. It's good if you survive. That's what you're looking for.
2: It was good. I enjoyed it. It It's a lot of work. (laughs) I don't know if it's <laughs> worth the outcome.
1: Look, it's not an overwhelmingly positive review that I'm hearing so far.
2: Well, I've discovered the worst thing about camping. Yeah. Um, and I think anyone who's been to a campsite, a caravan park, been on mm. school camp, any of the above would be able to relate to Hang this. Hang
1: on. So you said the worst thing about camping. I've mm-hmm. just got the list here. Yep. Which which page am I going to? Yeah,
2: so it's not putting up the tent.
1: <laughs> not putting up the tent, so not the first chapter of bad it's, things about camping. It's uh, not
2: being stuck outside with No protection from any of the elements. You
1: know what? There's too many things that are bad about camping. I'm not going to find it in the book.
2: It's showering in like a shared (laughs) showering Uh, center.
1: Any shower that you need to wear thongs to (laughs) is a shower I don't want to be in. This is
2: exactly where I'm going, (laughs) Dom. So, firstly, I didn't even know this place was going to have showers. I thought we were doing, like, legitimate bush camping. But I get right, there, and it's, okay. like a, it's like a site where you go camping. So, you get, like, a square of dirt. <laughs> yeah. That's where you put up your tent. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, a central toilets hub, which I think is kind of how most campsites work now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got the, the, the shared toilets, the communal toilets. It's pretty primitive.
2: So, uh, I went to the showers, and it was a pretty private area, besides uh, the possums watching. <laughs> and I say possums... Plural. I knew oh, about two. There could have wow. been more. You so d- there's like rafters and like a family of possums <laughs> watching on. Now, do they live there? I don't know. Did they want to shower after me? <laughs> I'm not positive, but I don't really want wild animals <laughs> Next to me when I'm showering.
1: And possums in particular. They're well known for being one of the more dirty animals. Uh, I don't know if you want them in... They're probably the cleanest thing in that shower, though, to be fair. But you don't want possums there.
2: So I'm into the shower. As you rightfully point out, for some reason, these public showers, they always have draining issues. <laughs> yep. They're always slightly flooded. Yes. Um, there's a puddle of what can only be described as tinnier <laughs> that you have to avoid. <laughs> They're the only showers where um, I think you might be dirtier coming out than going in. (laughs) They're not doing what they're
1: meant to do. The the puddle at the bottom, it's almost like, you know those showers that have the combined shower bath at some (laughs) hotels. Don't sit down. (laughs) Don't sit down. They're not them. I just want to clarify, don't confuse them for that.
2: This is the most difficult part, though, because you're in such a small area, it's flooded, and then Mm. afterwards, you have to try to get... Changed into dry clothes, and oh, this is yes. where the the greatest, the hardest part about camping is because mm. you can't touch the floor, so you're on your <laughs> shoes trying <laughs> yeah. to balance on them. You can't touch the walls because they're the dirtiest <laughs> thing in the world, right? So you're trying to do this thing, pulling on your long pants by like one legged sort of oh, jigging up and down. You're contorting
1: your body in ways you didn't. Do you know, know what, you what it's
2: like? You know when you're a kid and you did that uh, skill tester thing where you had the ring of um of metal and you had to go around the track without oh. touching the edges. Yes, yes that's yes. what it's like because you don't want to touch your elbows on the walls, right?
1: No. You know how
2: magicians, this is my conclusion. Yep. Do you know how magicians, like, they do that thing on stage where they get changed really quickly? <laughs> not what? impressive. Right. I'm not impressed by
1: that. Okay. What
2: they should do <laughs> is get changed in a public shower without touching the walls, without touching the ground. That's a show I'll see.
1: <laughs> and are your next trip, Stanford Plaza?
2: Yes. I'm not going camping again, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs>
1: For the uni students pulling an all-nighter, this is Collective Noun on Hit 105. Zach, I just want to get your thoughts. Uh, Something's happened between me and a waitress um, (laughs) in the realm of romance. (gasps) Oh! Or potential romance, I should say. I want to know if you think I handled it the best way possible. This is exciting,
2: Dom. Um, And for the poor waitress, I'm already seeing it from her point of view. (laughs) She can't get away. She's been assigned to your table. Uh, You've decided that you have taken your fancy with her. Yep. I sympathize with her already.
1: Okay, well, here's the story. So, Saturday night, I was out for dinner, and there's this one waitress who was serving our table, and I think it's fair to say, her and I hit it off pretty quickly. And what do you
2: mean, hit it off?
1: Oh, she told me what beer was the best beer on the menu. She helped me... Yeah,
2: that's her job, next thing. It was really weird, and then she wrote down what I wanted. (laughs) I mean... If that's not a sign, what is? <laughs>
1: oh, it was just chemistry, Zach. It was just, you could feel it in the air, right? Oh,
2: and what, what's the context here? Who are you with?
1: Um, I may have been out on a family dinner with my parents and uh, my brother. On oh, Saturday
2: no, night. Dom, well, no. She's on. not
1: interested at all. You don't know the story yet. Just stick with the story. So she, for the rest of the night, and maybe I'm reading into this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not, keeps looking over at me and at our table throughout the night, Yeah, right?
2: you're totally looking into that. <laughs>
1: So she keeps looking over. So I start thinking, I have to build up the courage to ask for a number here. That's the next prog- logical step.
2: Well, she knows your number, your number, table five. <laughs> then the logical <laughs> thing is you to ask hers.
1: Right. You should have used that. That's uh, a good one. It's not bad. Um, so here's the thing As we're getting towards the end of the night, and the restaurant's emptying. And uh, I go over to pay uh, with dad. And this is where I'm pretty sure I have the concrete sign she's interested. She asks us if we're from the area. Right? And I'm like, oh, she wants to know where I live now. Oh, are you kidding me? No, I know it sounds like small talk, but there was a little bit more than small talk in that.
2: Oh, you'd be the type of person that's like, (laughs) oh, my doctor was hitting on me the other day. They were asking me how I've been... (laughs) how I've been feeling.
1: Why would they want to know that? (laughs) There was a little bit more than small talk in in the tone, if nothing else. No, are you kidding? No, no, no. You're standing there with your dad. Right. She does not want (laughs) to hit on you. (laughs) So anyway, I didn't have the courage to ask for her number or anything as I left the restaurant because obviously I was with my family. I thought that'd be awkward. What I want to know is if what I did next is an acceptable step, I found her on Instagram and followed her. Okay or not
2: okay? Did you have her name? Not exactly. So you had to find her name.
1: I, uh, well, this is where it gets a little bit iffy, but I think it's a fun story for the wedding. Um, I searched on Facebook via the business of the restaurant and the people who had it listed as they worked there and found her and then found her name and found that on Instagram. This
2: recording (laughs) is going to be played in court when you get in trouble for stalking her.
1: (laughs) No, it's not, like, extreme. She was
2: doing her job.
1: Yes. And you're harassing her. That's not. There's, where's the harassment in that? You followed her on Instagram. That's not harassment. That's... Did she
2: accept your follow? Yeah. Is it a public account?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, 131060, is that okay? I reckon I'll have at least one person in my corner backing me up.
2: Do you think the girl was hitting on Dom firstly? Yes. Uh, and do you think it was weird that he added her on Instagram, <laughs> even though she didn't even give him her name?
1: George, what are your thoughts?
0: Dom, I don't think you've done anything wrong, mate. I've been in a seven-year relationship with my partner, who was my bank teller for work. I used to go to the bank every day for work. Okay. Uh, I pulled his name off his name badge and the the bank, uh, found him on social media, and we've been together ever since. So, George, how
2: did you make that gap, though? Because Dom's not getting a follow back
1: here. You do get a follow-back, didn't you, Dom? Uh, not yet, George, but, you know, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're still holding out oh, hope. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, look, George, no, don't apologise. It's early days. I'm sure she hasn't checked in Instagram yet. She'll get around to it. Do you have any tips for me, though, on the early days of courting via social media? Anything I should do?
2: Um, don't be too creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's already burnt.
0: <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105.
2: Now, Dom... Like a wine tester Mm. can taste where a wine is from, what year it is. Yes. You made the outrageous claim that out of all the fast food chicken nuggets, if you were blindfolded, Mm. you'd be able to pick what they were just by taste.
1: Oh, see, I actually know someone who's a professional wine reviewer and wine taster, uh, and he would have dedicated countless days of his life to tasting all the different wines, and that's what I've done with chicken nuggets. So I've had the experience.
2: Well, I've had less experience with chicken nuggets, so I think this is outrageous. Do you think that it's a skill, or do you think um, most people your age would be able to pick a chicken nugget from the taste?
1: Um, I would say most people who have a BMI similar to mine <laughs> would probably be able to pick a, a chicken nugget from, from just the taste. They're very distinct... So so if we're talking about the main four, they're pretty mm. distinct. Okay. Um, are we talking about the main four here? The-
2: what flavors are we talking?
1: Oh, well, obviously the the KFC one is, I would say it's probably my favorite. It's got a very uh, a very moist taste to it, the KFC nugget. McDonald's, you're getting a bit crunchier. Uh, Red Rooster has the crumbing on it, right? So that's a different nugget altogether. And then Hungry Jack's is kind of an imitation McDonald's nugget. It's not as good, yep. but they're, they're going down. Actually, before we move on, I should say, Hungry Jack's used to have the best nuggets.
2: Did they? Do you remember
1: the... um? The... They're
2: running ads at the moment that they've changed them.
1: Have they? Yeah. Oh, gosh. They said
2: our new and improved nuggets. So could that be...
1: It could catch me out here. Could
2: catch you out. <laughs> the
1: twist. No, they used to have like... They were like chicken sticks almost with like spicy crumbing on them. Do you remember the old no, Hungry no, Jack's nugget? Oh, you're missing out I'm there.
2: not um, as well versed <laughs> in... Hungry Jack's back Uh, 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 (laughs) catalogue. This is you are a hipster of fast food. (laughs) You like the lesser known menu items,
1: exactly. Uh, Although I I reckon there would be thousands of people listening in right now. I'm sure they would have. (laughs) They would all say the Hungry Jack's nuggets of the 1990s were uh, the best fast food nugget. But look, I reckon I can pick it.
2: Right, Dom. What we're going to do is we have four different chicken nuggets from four different fast food places. Mm. We have a blindfold. And after this, we're going to put you to the test and see if you can get 100% right on this blind chicken nugget taste test. I can
1: answer right now. Of course I will.
2: What we have is four chicken nuggets from four different fast food restaurants. You don't know which is which. We have our producer, Michael, coming in now with a blindfold. Uh, Dom, when a bell goes off, you won't be able to hear what I say, but I'll let everyone know what nugget you're about to taste. So people at home can tell whether your answer is going to be correct or not.
1: i got to say, Zach, um, uh, I don't normally eat my fast food blindfolded. This is a new experience. Of course, at this stage, I'm just 100% trusting you that what you are about to serve me is chicken nuggets.
2: Now, can you confirm, Dom, that the blindfold is on and you can't see it?
1: I cannot see a thing.
2: All right. Bring in the
1: nuggets. Which is uh, your favorite phrase, I think, Dom. (laughs)
2: It's said at your house often.
1: (laughs) Oh, the smells, Zach. The smells are already getting to me.
2: The first chicken nuggets are from KFC. Okay, Dom, uh, taste the first nugget. Hmm. Now, like a wine taster, I will ask will you be swallowing your sample or will you spit it out?
1: <laughs> uh, look, that's why I actually got fired from being a wine taster. <laughs> um, no, I, I have swallowed it. That's an interesting one, actually. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to guess each as we go yes. along? Yes. Mmm. I'm wondering if this is the new and improved Hungry Jack's Nugget. Well, do you want to guess now? Or mm. you
2: can guess the two on the next plate.
1: Okay. So you can
2: guess one and two at the same time.
1: I'll do that. Let me do that. Let me okay, do that. our next plate. Second plate up.
2: The second chicken nuggets... Are from Hungry Jacks. We have our second plate. The listeners just heard what it is. Yep. From the aroma, mm. um, what heritage do you think it has? What vintage is it?
1: I would hope 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a little bit flexible, which uh, you know you don't you don't get so much from a Red Rooster nugget. I don't think. Let me just give it a try.
2: Dom takes a bite. Enjoying it, I think. Dom, that's the Red Rooster nugget. Okay. So what are we going to say on one and two? So number one was Hungry Jack's, number two is Red Rooster. Those are both incorrect. Oh, no. Uh, number one... No, I'm not going to tell you what they are oh. so far, or else you'll be able to use process of elimination. <laughs> so, so far, two from two wrong. This you have to guess these next two.
1: To redeem myself as a, as a nugget connoisseur.
2: The third chicken nuggets are from Red Rooster. Domit's in front of you now.
1: Oh, well, that's it. Oh, hang on a second. Hmm. That's the Red Rooster nugget, I think. <laughs> Am I right? You never hear a wine
2: taster go, no, 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 no. Actually, that one is the Cab staff. <laughs>
1: Is that the Red Rooster? Dom, you finally got one correct. I knew that was the Red Rooster. It had to be the Red Rooster, but none of those first two were McDonald's or KFC, so that's intrigued me.
2: Okay, so our last... Surely
1: I didn't get the KFC one wrong.
2: What what level would you say redeeming yourself? You said you'd get 100%. That's not going to happen. You're going to go close to getting 25%.
1: Yep. Uh, Look, as long as I get to eat the nuggets afterwards, I'm happy with any, any percentage. Can I have my last nuggets, please? Yes.
2: The fourth chicken nuggets are from McDonald's. Oh, no. What do you reckon these are? This feels on like, taste. It feels on like touch. The, uh,
1: the McDonald's nugget, but that means I got the KFC one wrong. It's a McDonald's nugget. I can tell you that without tasting it. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the coating. It's uh, a little bit crispier, and the smell is a... Um, oh, that's a McDonald's nugget. And there is no doubt about that. Okay, well, if this is McDonald's, which it definitely is, and the last one was Red Rooster, that means that I got... I missed the KFC nugget, which I would eat the most of.
2: Okay, Dom, uh, without even tasting that, I will confirm that is the McDonald's nugget. Yeah. So you got 50% right, which I think is miserable, considering that you said that you'd get 100%. I think you've done nugget lovers everywhere a disservice. Well, that's a bit rough. And especially because you missed your home nugget, your favorite nugget. Mm. KFC was, in fact, number one. Was it? You totally got it wrong. Hang on.
1: I can taste it now, though. What was I thinking? I don't know, Dom. You know, there was a little bit too much, I think, crumb on it. Normally they're not as as crummy. That's what's thrown me there with the KFC nugget.
2: Usually uh. crummy is not a good adjective. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to give you a chance here to address the nugget community, Dom, uh, that you've let down, that you have brought shame to. Uh, Your nugget tasting class that you run is now in a shambles. It's going to be on a current affair tomorrow night as a sham.
1: Uh, Look, I especially feel bad that I'll let the colonel down because uh, I've been loyal to his nuggets many times. You were
2: hoping to be the next colonel, weren't you?
1: (laughs) Uh, Have you seen my audition tape? I thought I did that one pretty well. You wear the monocle well. (laughs) Um, Oh, look, I mean, obviously this is the biggest scandal of my life and um, probably the end of my professional career. I think you'd agree, Zach.
2: Um, and I can see what you're doing over there, Dom. And no, you can't take the nuggets home in your bag. <laughs>
1: Oh, these are great nuggets,
0: <laughs> For the late night Macca's run, this is Collective Noun on Hit 105.
1: Zach, um, I met a journalist earlier today.
0: Do
2: you know... Were um, you able to tell them because they had that hat with press on it? Yeah, which yeah, is helpful.
1: A, and a, a camera, an old camera around their neck. It just helped. I mean, I'm so glad that they wear that so that we know <laughs> who's the
2: press and who's
1: not. But here's the thing, right, is um, they started telling me the news of the day, mm. thinking I'd be captivated by what was going on in the world. Were you captivated? I've got to say, I wasn't. Why like, not? It was pretty boring news. There that, was some financial stuff yes. going on in the stock markets. You know, a little bit of news about politics. Just pretty boring stuff.
2: That's the problem with journalism these days, Dom. Yeah. They have to report... True things, Ugh. which is a big problem when they're trying to be entertaining well, that's or it. trying to be interesting.
1: Oh, well, as can I say, as a big fan of numerous TV shows, mm. uh, how boring would TV be if they had to tell the truth all the time? You wouldn't have any good storylines. What
2: I want to see is a daily news report, like, mm. I don't know, like 30 seconds long, that is just the news, but doesn't worry about whether it's truthful or not.
1: What a shame that will never exist.
2: Yeah. This is collective nouns out of context news. Making out of context news tonight. Guy Sebastian had a message for his bus driver.
0: What you do
1: is is powerful because like, you're part of a vehicle that that moves people. Also, Michael Clark couldn't pass up twenty four nuggets for ten dollars.
2: I'd like to say I'm a very silly man. But I'm not that silly. And Donald Trump isn't enjoying this season of Survivor. Did
0: anybody ever see so many people get immunity? Everybody! This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105.
2: Dom news out today that there's a common theme between Jennifer Lawrence's boyfriends. A bit of a thread. A bit of a pattern occurring. Okay, it turns out that a lot of her boyfriends significantly
1: older. Uh, yeah, I saw that story today. She's got a new boyfriend who's twenty one years older than her. Now, how old's Jennifer Lawrence?
2: Okay, so Jennifer Lawrence is twenty six. Right. She's now rumored to be dating, um, the Black Swan filmmaker Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky.
1: Forty seven. I haven't heard of Darren Aronofsky. So
2: he made Black Swan. Yep. Uh, Noah. Noah? The movie? You know that
1: one? Not the Bible story?
2: No? Didn't write that <laughs> one?
1: <laughs> Good movie, I'm sure. I didn't, I didn't get you to see You didn't see Noah. that one either? You haven't no. seen Black Swan? No.
2: You, have you heard of him?
1: I've heard of Black Swan. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah.
2: And uh, she also, her most recent boyfriend was Coldplay singer Chris Martin, who's mm. 39. So that one's a little closer, but what's that, like 15 years? It's not great.
1: Uh, like it, well, not that it's not great in the sense of, date whoever you want, obviously. But mm. it's not great because I feel like Jennifer's making mistakes. Why is that? Because as someone who's in a somewhat similar age bracket to her.
2: Yeah, this is good, Dom. We can uh, get a perspective <laughs> from you because you're yeah. a young single man.
1: Exactly. I just think Jennifer is closing her mind to the young single men of the world a little too quickly.
2: Ah, what can you offer that um, <laughs> this 47-year-old filmmaker can't?
1: Well, let's go through the criteria of things people look for. Maturity. He's probably got me covered there. Yep. Um, success and yep. achievement. He's probably got me covered. No offense. Uh, wealth. Probably got me covered. Mm-hmm. What does he look like?
2: Doesn't have a picture. Nope. I'm going to say probably got you covered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. You know what? I'm coming around to her way of thinking. Maybe she's actually got it figured out.
2: Okay. So here's my thoughts. Mm. This is was in The Sun in, I don't know where that is, England, I think. Okay. Yep. Um, these gossip magazines, they're obsessed with these big age differences.
1: There will be a story almost every week about a new celebrity couple where there's 20, 30 years difference.
2: Uh, and, you know, trashy newspapers all over the globe. They're mm. always talking about big age differences. Yep. Not us. No. What we're interested in is the small age gaps.
1: This is what we want to know on thirteen ten sixty. What's the smallest age gap between you and your partner, or maybe even a couple that you know? Um, if we can get younger than twenty one years, a less less of an age gap than twenty one years, that's a start. Could so we go twenty one months? I guess 21 that's probably months?
2: that's probably pretty easy. Well, maybe twenty one. I don't know.
1: 21 days twenty one days might be too
2: ambitious. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, <laughs> between 21 days and 21 months is what we're looking um, for.
1: Well, you're a married man yourself, Zach. How many years is there between you and your wife, Sarah? Uh,
2: under one? 11 under months.
1: 11 months. That's not bad. That's, that, a, that's, that's our starting point. That's starting point. Can anyone point. get
2: closer than 11 <laughs> months to their partner? Uh,
1: the shortest age gap between you and a partner. Give us a call on 131060. Esther is uh, on the line. Esther, how big is the age gap between you and your partner?
0: Three days. Whoa. Three days? Wow. Yeah.
2: How did you guys meet, Esther?
0: Uh, we're actually from Kiwiland. <laughs> right. Okay. So we, yeah, we met like seven years ago, and when he told me his birthday, he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm a cancer." I was like, "I'm a cancer too." And then he was, and then I asked him, "Oh, when's your birthday?" He's like, "It's on the 10th. I was like, "No, I, I actually thought he was just saying it to like, to, oh, wow. you know, like
2: so same year, Esther. Yes.
0: Yeah, same same year, year. Same everything. Same yeah. city. Same city. Oh, wow.
2: Were you in the same
1: hospital together as babies?
0: Well, I like to say that he waited for me three
1: days. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that lovely? Cute. Not quite the 21 years of Jennifer Lawrence. Three days is a good start. Jade, what's the age gap with you? Hey, guys. um, Yeah, two days. Two Two days. days. We're getting down there.
2: Now, Jade, do you and your partner celebrate birthdays together? Because it seems like that, you know, so close together, you can have a joint
1: party.
0: We don't. No. Okay. No. Well, then the separate, n- separate. Who's
1: first? Yeah, that's the question. Who's first?
0: He's first. Because
1: oh. there's a
2: lot of pressure yes. then, isn't there? That uh, <laughs> on your birthday he has to outdo you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He tries.
0: He tries. But I've always got. I've always got one over.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that's the thing, Zach. Is you always want the birthdays to be at least three or four weeks apart in yes. a couple, only because in that case that means there's not the pressure of well they just got me this gift. I need to top that. <laughs> It's a tricky one. Wrap this up for us, Michael. Uh, what's the age gap uh, with you?
0: Uh,
2: we're
1: on the
0: exact same day.
1: Exact same day. Wow. Exact same day.
2: Does that make birthdays difficult? Because then you're literally sharing your birthday. <laughs> uh,
0: no, we kind of like get joint presents. So like, you know, <laughs> so like parents buy buys the exact same presents or something like that. Right. Like it, I, I don't know. I, it, I guess it's good in some, in some aspects, but in others it's not.
1: Well, What I'm wondering, though, in that circumstance, Zach, is would it be the kind of scenario where one year you might give them their gift and they open it up and it's like a brand new car and then you've given them like a JB Hi-Fi gift voucher? Maybe you're half
2: giving a gift for yourself.
1: (laughs) For the shift workers going through the night, this
0: is Collective Noun on Hit 105.
1: Zach, you always know we're getting close to Christmas when an artist you haven't heard from in years announces they're putting out a Christmas album.
2: Putting out a Christmas album, Dom, is not... A great sign of your career.
1: Uh well, let's just be careful here. You know I'm a big fan of Christmas and Christmas albums, but only certain ones.
2: Christmas albums are definitely a branch you hit while <laughs> falling out of the tree. It's well, your last straw.
1: <laughs> it happened today with the news that Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham uh, are doing a Christmas album together. Which, i got to say, um, upset me, initially, uh, as a lover of Christmas, that these two people are doing what I believe is a cash grab. Right? Wait, wait, what do
2: you mean upset you? If you love Christmas, yeah, wouldn't you love that more Christmas albums are getting put out? Because there's not many.
1: I want it to be from people who have the true spirit of Christmas in their heart. Oh,
2: Dom, that's no one. And if you believe that it is, (laughs) you're living in a fantasy world. Okay,
1: Michael Bublé. Now you might—he
2: does not care.
1: Are you kidding me? He
2: doesn't care about Christmas. He cares about the million dollars (laughs) that's delivered to his door every year.
1: Every year, he goes and performs at the Christmas charity ball. That's
2: because that's that's the only place that will take him. (laughs) That's not true. That is
1: true. Michael Bublé is a much loved international performer.
2: <sighs> um, what does he have? Like two songs? Uh, okay. That aren't Christmas songs? He doesn't
1: write a lot of his own music. He does a lot of covers. The point is, his Christmas album is great because you can hear in his voice the love of the season. Do you know what I mean? You can hear... He's been looking forward to this all year long. Yeah, because of the paycheck.
2: That's <laughs> that's the only reason anyone records Christmas songs. Uh,
1: Olivia Newton-John, Zach, this is her fourth Christmas release. <laughs> now, it's getting to the stage. She's hanging on tight. <laughs> it's getting to the stage where it's like, are you serious, <laughs> Olivia? You are, you are abusing my favorite holiday for... A bit of money.
2: And we've got John Farnham there who keeps telling us he's going. <laughs> We're happy for you to go, John. No one's asking you to come <laughs> back.
1: I just wish there was a rule that you could only do a Christmas album if you proved first. You have to do a Christmas test.
0: Exactly, right? and <laughs> Which
1: I,
2: co- I think is the <laughs> plot to every Christmas movie ever
0: made. <laughs> This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom on Hit 105.
1: Uh, now, Zach, a little earlier in the show, we were talking about camping. You've just come back from a camping trip. Ahoy. got me thinking about um, school camps uh, that I used to go on, right?
2: Either the greatest or <laughs> worst times of school.
1: <laughs> Often a uh, bit of both columns. Um, so there used to be these two-night camps at my school, right? So you'd go for two nights. Now, I used to set myself a challenge because of how much I hated the hygiene facilities at these camps. I wouldn't do a number two, and I wouldn't have a shower for the whole camp. Now, I remember thinking back in school days, I thought I had hacked the system, You thought you were so cool. (laughs) Everyone else is there, like, I'm like, you have to use the awful showers. I'm the only one who doesn't have to do that. Looking back, I would not have been pleasant on the third day of the camp.
2: (laughs) In many, many ways. (laughs) What Do you remember Like people treating you differently and like smelling a bit? Because um, they definitely could smell you. A teenage boy not showering for two or three days.
1: Yeah, three days. Look, it, you know, it is funny. I honestly have not thought about this until this moment. But every school camp I went on and we had bunk beds. I was the only one who no one slept on the other <laughs> bunk of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and I've never thought about why that was <laughs> until <laughs> just now. <laughs> oh. I need to call some people. (laughs) Well, that's all we got time for tonight.
2: (laughs) I got got the bong to myself again. I'm the
0: coolest guy in the world.
1: (laughs) Oh, gee, my whole childhood. Well, we'll see you tomorrow night. (laughs) Bye.
0: That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online at facebook.com slash collective noun comedy. Brisbane's Hit 105.